Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Latina Ike The Evolution, a podcast where we discuss Latinas learning to evolve from traditional lifestyles and roles to the Latinas that we are and want to be today. Listen every Thursday for a new episode and follow us on Instagram at Latina underscore Ike, Claudia Loving Life, and Soy Sofia Alexi. For more music, please follow Las Palatas. Hola, hola. Welcome to Latina Ike, The Evolution. My name is Claudia. I'm your host. And this is Sophia, your co-host. They're always energetic. She just came back from the gym. I did. <laughs> I took an hour dance class. I love it. I, I was feeling really salty. I don't know if I talked about it at the beginning, but I got a bougie membership because um, I work hard. Homegirl want, wanted a, a bar in her gym, wanted a pool in her gym, wanted a spa in her gym. So anyways, I got a membership at this place and I signed up at 10 o'clock in the morning on Wednesdays to do a dance class. And when I walked in there, it was nothing but older white ladies. I was like, oh, no. Well, plus you're going in the middle of the day. Like normally at this, this time, people your age are at work. Or the retired stay-at-home moms <laughs> are at the gym apparently right. at this hour. Yeah. So I was like, eh, but it's so much fun. I really like nice. it. And one of the ladies, she is so funny and kind of kinky. She makes like kinky comments while songs are playing. And she's like, come on, girls, you know you're sexy. Let's do this. And I just love it. I'm yeah. like, I'm here for it. Is she older? She's way older. <laughs> she's like, that's awesome. She has to be like in her mid 60s. Oh, like she's older yeah. and and está todo perada. Like her face is all oh, plastic surgery yeah. and she has nice boobs and she's thin, you know. Yeah, yeah. But she's just so funny because she's like, "Come on, girls, I know you're sexy." And then when we're doing like sexy moves, she'll be like, um, "She's like, is that how you dance in front of your man?" I know you don't. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay. That's funny. I actually signed up. I paid for a whole month ahead for yoga, and I haven't been once. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. I know. And I was like, I'm setting aside every Wednesday to do my own stuff, but I've been keeping myself busy. And then like on Saturdays, like it's been like one thing or another, like something always has happened that I can't make the class. And like today, right now, I would be in class right now, you know, so I just haven't been able to make it happen. So 
But that's okay. I'll make it eventually. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Um, no, I, I I go. I'm I'm in this rhythm. I haven't ran like in five days though. Oh. I ended up having my I had like my period and that takes me out. Yeah. And then I hadn't been, so I need to get back on that too because I'm I'm stalling. But yeah, I do want to share one piece of information. I'm happy, mad, and curious. Okay. <laughs> Happy bad and curious. That's a lot of emotions in one. Oh, you know, it's loaded, right? So, Homegirl made national Fox News. <laughs> I'm not going to go into detail because I don't want to feed into it. But long story short, I made... Um, I loved it. National Fox News. Not People are like, oh, cool. You know, you made the news. But it was basically shit talking about me and some other people um, for the beliefs that I have, political yeah. stances that I take. And... When that came out, I was like, all right, does this now mean that I can have a blue check mark on Twitter? Like, can I get verified now on Instagram? <laughs> People are quoting me nationally. Can I get my blue check mark? So that's why I was like, happy. I'm upset I still don't have my blue check mark. I mean, I have a thousand followers. <laughs> that's hilarious. I know I was thinking about this stupid blue check mark because I posted those, my headshots, you know, on my oh, Instagram. Uh-huh. And Crafty Chica, I think she's the only person, well, her and John Dare are the only two people in the entire world that I know that I have a blue check mark <laughs> that I personally know, you know? And so she commented on my thing, and I was like, ooh, somebody with a blue check mark commented on my photo. <laughs> oh, you know that Devin is a blue check mark on Instagram? He does? Yes! How many followers does he have? Just like 3,000. That's so weird. I know, that is I so weird. I wonder what it takes, because she has like 50,000, which is, you know. Right, and yeah. I know usually it's because of, of the amount of the followers. amount of followers you have and stuff. But well, I girl, like, ask for it. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> and I'm like, and this is why I'm curious. <laughs> like... <laughs> How do I get verified? You can ask for it. I mean, they can tell you no, or they can tell you what it takes. I'm like, ask for it. Have your little people been quoted by (laughs) national news? I think not. I think I deserve that. Pat myself on the back. Uh, That's funny. Yeah. So that that happened this week, and I was like, I like what they said about you, though. Honestly, there's nothing negative about it. Like, it's really what you stand for. You know what I mean? Like, of course, they were trying to trash you, but. They, they, they said no lies, you know, that you are an activist that's progressive, you know, like. Yeah, I was kind of laughing about it because I was like, is this supposed to upset me? Yeah, no. But obviously Fox yeah. News gets sent to yeah. right-winged mm-hmm. certain people, right? Right, right? So obviously they would piss some other people yeah. off. But yeah, they're me, all going to like, hate on you. But like. I'm like, I'm actually proud yeah. of this. <laughs> you put on your resume. <laughs> no. I text my mom and I, it was so funny because when somebody said it to me, I text my mom. I was like, mom, your girl made it. She's all, what? I was like, I made national deals. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, that, that was pretty funny. So today, this morning. Okay. So my son went to, it's going to a public school uh, for the first time in a really long time. Like he was in public school, like for how long were they at Biltmore? One or two years? Until third grade. No, not Kyrie. Kyrie was second grade over here already. Oh, okay. Yeah, so kinder and first, first grade. grade. Yeah, so he was there kinder and first. So since then, he's been in a charter school. So I finally moved him over to a public school. And they have, like, really very little communication with the parents. Like, there's no text messages. There's no phone calls. There's no, like, Canvas online where I can go and see, like, the assignments, grades, nothing. Like, there's absolutely nothing. So I used to always being like monitoring especially because my child will forget everything 
if he has an assignment and if I don't remind him, he'll forget. Or for instance, he tried out for soccer and he texts me on Monday and said, Mom, I make the team. We have a game today. (laughs) (laughs) He texts me from school and I said, dude, you don't even have like your cleats, your chingers. What do you need? Like, do I need to take them to you? So I work in Tempe. He goes to school way down in Phoenix in the avenues. And so I'm like, I'm going to have to run home at lunch, grab his backpack, his soccer backpack, go to school. So I do that. And then they have a schedule posted like on their, you know, on the glass from the office. Right. I'm like, why didn't you send me this? He's like, we didn't get one. I was like, you didn't get any paperwork at all whatsoever. Like there's a schedule of all the games. Like, when did you know? Just today. I'm like. I doubt it. I (laughs) highly doubt it. I'm sure they told them, but they're not because of their age. You know, they're supposed to be more responsible. He's actually in like a junior high, seventh and eighth only. And so it's considered kind of like a junior high. And so like he's supposed to like be more responsible. But my child forgets everything. So I had sent an email to the principal and I said, look, if you need help, like I'm, you know, help with whatever you need. Like I can come in a couple hours on my day off that I'm supposed to be in yoga. (laughs) You're really not going to make it to yoga uh, now. And I said, I can come in, like, update Facebook, Instagram. So she's giving Is this your way of just getting out of exercise, throwing Probably. more shit on yourself so you don't have to go? Well, I was at my son's school. I couldn't go to yoga. Uh, you know, yoga is the only kind of exercise that I actually enjoy. So that's why I did it. Like, not... I wasn't planning on, like, not going. You right. know, I was planning on going because the only thing I enjoy. And my niece used to go to that one. Oh, yeah, so, I know which one. Anyway, so, so like you send the email. Anyway, so I send the email. So she finally called me and she's like, I'm sorry I haven't gotten back to you. She's really nice. The principal, she's young. And then so she's like, well, if you have experience, like, w- will you be willing to, like, just take on the PTO, like, run the PTO? Like, she said, what are some of the things that you've done? I said, well, we had breakfast with, like, administration. So we normally did that at the beginning of the school year. I said, but if you want to do it now, like now it's a good time because we're going to have like parent teacher night. Mm-hmm. I said that I can set up a table, invite parents to get involved. And then like a week later, do the breakfast so that and then do it before eight because I took uh, my son to school today and it was past eight because they don't go in until 845. 845. And oh, so, wow. They have the late start. Yeah. And so normally he takes a bus, but because I don't work today, I told him I'll take you so you don't have to get up so early. And so when I went to go drop him off, 8.20, there was nobody at the parent drop-off line. Not one person. Most of the kids were walking or on the bus. So I'm assuming that most parents go in at 8, which is why they don't take right. them. You know, so I'm like, we have to do it before 8 in the morning. So I'm kind of giving her all these ideas of things that I've done in the past. And then she's like, okay, so we'll set up a table during the parent-teacher night. And they're like, we'll get together and see what else we can do. So, yeah, I'm committed now to the school. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not to the level that you are, obviously. But, like, I do want to help because, and I told her, I said, I understand. Like, I'm not, I wasn't trying to criticize. Like, I understand that everybody's, like, short on staff and everybody's super busy, especially, the you know, in public schools. Um, and, said, and I'm glad you're going to start that up because in, like, my school, the teachers are dying for, like, classroom support because they really are struggling. There yeah. isn't staff. There's no teachers because the stupid legislator yeah. doesn't fucking support us. They don't care Anyways. about our school system. No, they don't. And they, so she even told me that... They don't care about the black and brown kids and course. indigenous kids. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Kyrie school is predominantly Latino. Yeah, they don't They don't and care. black. 
Yeah, the system is doing what exactly what it was intended to do. Yeah. But anyways, before I go on on that rant, I can go on for days on that. <laughs> um, PTO. Oh, so what I was saying is that that's so I'm involved in my PTO and me and this other mom became that should be a good idea that maybe it should be one of your first things as a PTO. We're called classroom supports. Mm -hmm. So I'm the chair of the classroom support committee. So what we do is that we get together with all the teachers we ask them what kind of support system they need. And as we're getting volunteers, we're plugging them in the classrooms, whether okay. it's cutting paper, whether it's sitting down and reading with the student or something. Yeah, so yeah. they need a, a lot of help on that. And the yeah. teachers are like desperately dying because they have so much. Oh, you yeah. Know? My number one thing on my list was to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Sophia. Well, I've been out of the loop for a long time. Oh, like yeah. I did it when Kai was little and it's a lot easier when they're little because they want you there. They want you involved. And then obviously, like I'm dealing with some kids that have attitudes and they don't really want to see the parents involved. So I do want to talk, sit down and talk to you because I, I just heard from her today. So I'm going to make kind of like a list so that I can go over with her and see what we can do. Like maybe get. I don't know, are the parents, do they need to be fingerprinted or anything like that to so volunteer in the classroom? I don't know how it is in Osborne School District, but it's um, district policy. You would have mm -hmm. to look at the okay. district policy. But in my district, what it is, is that if you're a parent, you don't need to. But the parent, you have to go to the school. Mm -hmm. And they have to take an orientation because okay. you do have to talk to the parents on, like, it's not your job to... Um, teach or teach yeah, like or to be a teacher. punish mm -hmm. you know behavior like correct behavior yeah. so we go through a parent orientation and then they fill out you know like yeah. paperwork so they there is a system that they do get vetted um so yeah we can definitely talk about that stuff. yeah yeah because, but that's awesome i i think yeah. parent participation is huge and um we we sometimes we just have to get creative because i know a lot of the times even though parents want to be involved sometimes they're not able you have some parents that are working to three yeah. jobs and they can't get involved they're trying to survive let mm -hmm. alone yeah you know but i had like one of the teachers that Kyrie had when he was little um she would send stuff home with him and with like a template of the cutouts that they, she wanted and i would just cut everything at home and send it back with him you know so there's a lot of things that they can do without having to be at the school yeah we have a lot or, of stuff too that we've offered like that like mm -hmm. you know spreadsheets sometimes yeah. we need stuff doing other stuff mm -hmm. I, yeah you, yeah, you can work around it. So Especially that's awesome. now, like, with that age group, if they don't have kids that are younger, they might be able to ha have more time because those kids don't require as much attention from us as the little ones do. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I told her, yeah, I said, I'll man the table, and then I'll get, like, you know, sign-ups, and then I'll invite them to the breakfast. That way, and she said she's going to talk to the cafeteria and see they'll do, like, a special breakfast for the parents at a reduced cost or whatever. And I said, yeah, like, let's let's do something. I said, because I can't be the only parent that's feeling disconnected. Like, I'm so used to, like, being involved and knowing what's going on. Or, like, some of the charter schools that Kyrie's been to, like, they don't allow parents in the school. And so I, my way of staying connected was through the online system, but they don't have anything. She said she's been asking the district for a long time for, because she used to be the vice principal and now she's a principal. And they've been asking the district for all the tools and they're not giving it to them. So. Oh, only if there was a school board people can go and talk to. Yeah, so that's another thing. Like, I, I think that as parents, once I get it going, then we can, you know, go to the school board and be like, what can we do to help you, you know, get this done? You know, because, like, like I said, I don't want to go in there criticizing because I know that there's people that are trying. It's just not, the funding's not there, the, you know, the volunteers aren't there, or the staff is not there, so... 
whatever we can do as parents, like, heck yeah, like, I want to get involved. Because Kyrie's just starting, he has an, uh, this whole year and all next year, and so. Yeah, I love being involved. You're just a, a help, and I, I like doing all that stuff all the time, too. I, I'm not involved in Isaac's school. He's on his way out. He's in yeah. eighth grade, so I'm ingraining myself over there with Grecia. Yeah, because she's, she's, she has a long ways to go. Yeah, and she's really in first grade. Mm-hmm. So I got involved last year and now this year, and it's great. I love it. And the principal at that school, she's amazing. Oh, okay. She's really good. I, I've seen her in tough situations, and she knows how to respond well, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. I dig her. Yeah, so I'm going to attend the school board meeting the next one and see, maybe meet the school board and see what they're about. You have a big yes. election coming up in that one. There's like five people running. Yeah. Yeah, for next year. Because mm-hmm. some of them are... They're done with their... Their term, and I don't think... Some of them are not rerunning. But shout out to my homegirl, Elenia. She's on that board. She's awesome. And she's running for water board, too. So she's awesome. She's nice. been there. She I don't know if she's still the president or but not. she's been in there. But yeah, she's been there for a while. Actually, Osborne School District is one of the example school districts that a lot of people like. They're very like cultural. They have they have amazing. Um, they offer amazing curriculum, and their curriculum is very like Mexican American or yeah. African American. They have really really good. Curriculum yeah, and that's there. one of the reasons why I felt comfortable switching them over this year because we, for the last five years prior to this, we lived in a school district that I was not comfortable him going like that school. All the schools in my surrounding area, because I live more downtown, were like really bad you know and so like they not so much just culturally but just academically and as it is my child struggles and i'm like if i put him in there they're just gonna pass him to pass him he's not gonna learn anything so once i moved and i was in that school district i have a friend that was a teacher and it's funny because i went to go pick up Kyrie the other day because he had soccer tryouts and they you know he missed the school bus i ran into one of my friends the one that used to be a teacher one of those uh, schools. I think she was a teacher at at the same school that my son goes to. And it was where her daughter goes there now. But she teaches at a private school now. Probably finances. Yeah. Yeah. But um so her daughter but her daughter still goes there. And if you're teaching at a private school you get free tuition for your kids. So for her to still put her child there at Osborne. That's a, yeah, that's yeah, it's a, lot. a it's a really good school. Yeah. Um yeah, it, it's awesome. So in other news, did you hear the drama with the sons? How oh, the server? man... Yes. Oh, he's an a-hole. Well, I know he is, but I think it's hilarious because... Mm-hmm. Um, he's the owner and he's banned. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why I was laughing. Yeah, I, I, was like, oh, I was like, it's about time. He's been like that forever. Like, he, how long has he been the owner? Like, at least 15, 20 years. I don't know, forever. Since, uh, what's his name? D'Angelo or whatever. Moved. Robert. Oh, yeah. But Robert Sarver. Yeah. Um, and he got fined $10 million. Nice. Which I found hilarious because I was like, oh. Yeah, he's so a racist you do bastard. Pay your- yes, he's super freaking racist. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's pretty bad. So I was laughing when I was reading that because like, ha ha, finally, all these motherfuckers are going down little by little. I know. Little it's by little, anybody... It's about time, for real. Yeah, it's been... It's about time. Yeah, so I'm almost done with revamping my entire website. So I'm super excited. I've been uh, having meetings with a bunch of small businesses, and they're really excited to be a part of it. So stay tuned. Make sure you like check back. I would say by the end of next week, the new website 
it's the same website but it's a whole new look and i will be featuring a bunch of like small businesses artists like i'm super excited to be collabing with these with these amazing latinas um or if you know anybody of you have your own small business i don't care how small how big it is if you have a business you're latina and you want me to feature you on the website send me a dm text me if you have my number and i would love to work with you yeah that's awesome that you're doing that we have a lot of local latina owned um talent out mm -hmm. there when it comes to art when it comes to shops and anything and it's so awesome that you're creating that space um well they've created that space that you're holding a space for them so then we can all interact yeah. and see everybody because that's what i love to do mm -hmm. i'd rather be shopping locally from somebody mm -hmm. than going to the mall or yeah. getting from amazon Ugh. yeah and that's the thing like we don't know until we know so like we don't know they're out there until we see them somewhere and so like more exposure we can give them the better you know so like that's really my goal and it's funny because when i went to my printer who's doing all my merch um he saw one of the the people that i'm working with he said oh she's great and i was like yeah i, I love her and he's like yeah yeah she's cool she's perfect for this he was all excited for her oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah those that's really cool that you're doing that and sharing that with them. Um, so I'm going through my Twitter feed right now, right? Mm -hmm. And shout out to my homeboy, Rob. I love you. So he posted this on Twitter, and I actually want to talk about this. He goes, hump day mantra. I will manage my reactions, but will not suppress my emotions. And that is so funny because lately I've been called aggressive and a little bit more like on edge and reading that it just makes me like i'm not reacting i guess to the situation but what i'm feeling for example when i get microaggress rate by all these people in the space that i am in a lot of people will give comments like well how old are you again or what's your education level like um, I think I talked about it the last time that we were in a luncheon and I was sitting around a whole bunch of people and they were like, oh, what school did you go to? And you did this. And I'm like, well, I have no education. I didn't go to college, but we're Here at I the am. same spot <laughs> at the same place. Right. Yeah. So I love that because reacting to things, I guess, I, I think people don't understand the difference between reacting and having my own emotions to what you're telling me. Like, how do you expect me not to feel a certain type of way when you're already belittling me and that's yeah. the first thing you're saying you know those yeah. are what the microaggressions happen so let that be a, a hump day oh today's wednesday because we're recording right it doesn't <laughs> end until tomorrow but that is a good mantra definitely because so that's the one thing that me and uh, my child have been going through like um, I got really angry at his soccer coach and I told him, I said, I wanted to punch him so bad, you know, but I also like, I was super angry, but I talked to him, to my son and said, look, don't, don't feel like you have to feel the way that I do. You're entitled to your own emotions. Like just because I'm angry and I'm upset over the situation doesn't mean you have to be angry and upset over the situation because we're totally different people. Right. And we're going to react to the same situation completely different. I said, if you are okay with it, don't feel bad. He's like, well, I don't want you to be upset. I'm like, don't worry about my emotions. I can deal with my emotions. You know, like I can handle how I react. I didn't, I didn't punch the coach. <laughs> 
And then even when I, I finally decided to like, you know, text him, you know, about what happened, I was very, you know, I, I was very calm and very polite. And I just told him like, look, I'm going to sit on this for a week and I'll get back to you and let you know what we decide, you know, but it was very, you know, plain and simple. Like I, did I want to cuss him out and do all that? Yes. But it, like you said, you can manage your reactions. Does it mean at home I wasn't pissed and I was wanting to like, Right, like I said, hit them. Yeah, yeah. And so, but that's another thing. Like my emotions carry weight, you know. So, like I didn't want my child to feel like he needed to feel the same way. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and apply. See website for details. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Like, right. I didn't want him to be like, well, if my mom's angry, then it must be horrible. No, I feel a certain way. It doesn't mean you have to feel that way. he's completely opposite of me. And so... That's another thing, because I said, like, don't feel obligated to feel the way that I feel. Like, you're entitled. It's your life. You're entitled to your own emotions. You're entitled to your own opinions. I'm not going to be upset if you don't agree with me. I'm not going to be upset if you're, like, mad at me for overreacting, if you think I'm overreacting. Like, my emotions are my emotions. This is how I feel. Right. But you can... You have every right to say, like, no, mom, like, I'm okay with it, you know? Yeah, and, so. and, and that's what that's a conversation I've had with Isaac, too, especially because I'm very passionate. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, you we're very dis- similar, and they're very chill. Yeah, and he's yeah. very chill, and sometimes he'll ask me, like, mom, what happened? Because sometimes I get overworked over stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm just a passionate person in general, whether I'm happy, yeah. whether I'm angry, upset, you know, I just have a lot of flair and passion. Yeah. But that also, like, also, um, that's really upsetting because just as who I am, but somebody, for example, like a white person, Mm -hmm. like culturally, I've noticed that that's a big, like, culture thing, too, you know, like, they see that as an aggressive, but that's just who I am. I'm just, like, flaring and How do they not know this about Latinos, though? Latinos, we're just like that. The majority of us, like, especially women, we are very animated when we speak. We get very passionate about certain (laughs) things. And then that's one thing that I told Kyrie. I said, look... I'm your mom. Like, anything to do with you, it's going to hit a nerve. Right. Like, I'm going to want to react. I'm going to be angry or I'm going to have more, more extreme emotions than I would with anybody else. If it happened to somebody else, I probably wouldn't care. But right. you're my kid. You know, and I go into that protective mode and I said, and I know it can be a lot. I said, I know it can be intense. And I said, so you you have every right to tell me to chill out because it's about you right you know so like i mean obviously if it's my own situation and he has nothing to do with it let me be because don't get all up in my business you know but when it's about you absolutely 
So we've been kind of going through it the last couple of days. I printed out a list of 30 affirmations that I'm having him read every single day just to kind of reinforce his self-esteem because he's questions his abilities all the time, whether it's in school, sports, anything. He could be the best at anything and he still questions himself. So my dog is out and he just will not leave you alone. What is he doing? It's because he, he bit like the stand. He keeps biting here. He chewed it off like the stand so that's why i have my foot over here <laughs> what is he doing he's just being a, a brat puppy. yeah yeah a puppy brat so if we put him in the kennel i i know you've heard him in other podcasts if i put him in the kennel while we're recording he'll be whining and crying the entire time and if i don't he's like just dancing around under the table and i could hear his little paws everywhere <laughs> I know puppies are so cute. I really yeah. never thought that I would be like a dog mom, but I love the dogs, especially that one dog that I have. He's a soft hair Wheaton Terrier. Oh, did you figure out what he was? Yes, yeah, soft hair Wheaton Terrier, and he is like the sweetest dog he I've is. ever seen in my whole life. He'll come snuggle. I lay down in bed. He'll literally, with his paw, knock the phone out of my hands and just plop himself <laughs> on my chest. Like he's super, and he's super playful too. Yeah, playful, cute, polite. I love puppies, and now I understand the whole like I want to take my puppies everywhere. Yeah, because we travel a lot, so a lot of the times hotels won't take dogs. I know, and I get so annoyed because I'm like, especially when we have family trips and we go to like the beach. I'm yeah. like, I want to take the dogs with me. Like I want this to be a an actual family trip, and half the time I can't because they don't accept dogs anywhere. Yeah, so me and Kyrie are gonna be in San Diego at Barrio Logan on the. 20 what's that 24th you have a calendar in front of you when's saturday yep 24th so on the 24th we'll be in barrio logan at the mujeres brewer's house and we wanted to take bagel but the hotel doesn't take them so i'm gonna have to find a sitter uh, my friend andrea normally volunteers but she's had a lot of dogs in her house lately because her brother's been in and out and stuff but I know Kyrie's like, I want to take Bagel. I'm like, me too. But I do want to get him a car seat like the one I got for Luna because we want to take him like, you know, in town, like to his soccer games and all that. And and he just won't sit still. So right. I think, yeah. So I think if I get him the car seat and he sits in the back and he can look out the window, then he'll be, you know, better at it. Oh, yeah. Dogs love the window mm -hmm. view. Yeah. It's great. They They absolutely love it. Yeah, dogs are amazing and I love them. So, have you heard of that show on Hulu called Stay, Sweet, Pray, and Obey? Oh, yeah, I've already finished it. No, no it's on Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Yeah. Okay, like I, get, I get them confused yeah, it's on a Netflix. lot. I watched it a, a couple, uh, like a month ago. Oh, yeah. my. It's like a limited series, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's the on um, the Mormons. Yeah, and the old school Mormons. Yeah, the yeah. old school Mormons, like back in, what was it, Utah? Yeah. When... Well, they're all in Utah. So they have what they're like the traditionalist, which is them that used to have many wives. Now the LDS have tried to like separate themselves, which LDS is Mormon. Um, the LDS have tried to separate themselves from that crew. Like they don't, the LDS doesn't practice the polygamy. Um, so it's been really hard because the majority of Utah is, is still Mormon, but they have separated themselves from like the prairie that dress, whole... the prairie dress, polygamy type, traditionalist Mormonism. So yeah. when I was watching that, I was talking to Cody and I was like, isn't it crazy like how these girls are inner feminists? Because when they are interviewing them, like as as they got out, mm -hmm. they're like, we knew it wasn't right. 
but there was nothing that we can do. Yeah. So even though they were trained and they were lived and trained to believe that that was normal, something inside of them was like, but this can't be normal. Yeah. They were I like innerly fighting it. And I was just like, this is so crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I feel like we're born with certain already ideals and like desires to be our own self, you know, because even a child, if you, they grew up in an abusive home, they know that's not normal. Like we're craved to feel loved. Love we crave tend- to yeah. feel unique. We crave to feel like our own individual. And so I think that just comes natural with being human because you see it in different situations where kids grow up like in any type of situation that's not the norm they know that that's wrong right you know? so they know like there this can be it you know yeah and, and i just think it's so crazy for them because they are excluded from the whole world yeah. and it's not like they're reading anywhere or seeing other people mm-hmm. live differently than them yeah because they was the whole town so just to hear their stories and be like see like even they knew it was wrong yeah. we can't be doing that man that was a crazy one you know what been i've been watching lately the Patient on Hulu. Oh, I haven't seen that one. It's so good. It's with, what's his name? I hate him as a comedian, but he's great in this movie. Uh, he came out in the... I'm really bad with actors' names. Anyways, I wouldn't know. Yeah, you'll know. But he's normally a comedian. He's a, he. This is a serious movie. So he's a therapist who has a patient. And I don't think I'm, like, ruining it. But the patient is um, kidnaps him because he wants to get healed from being a serial killer. And he, so he takes him to his house because he's like, I need you to fix me. Oh, yeah. my it's so gosh. good. And so, so he holds his psychiatrist hostage? Yes, because he wants him to fix. He's like, if I, you know, he's and, you know, the psychiatrist is like, we can't do it like this. There needs to be trust. He's like, oh, no, I've always pictured it. you just being shackled to the ground. We can't do it any other way. Like, oh. yeah. So The patient? Yes. Ooh, I'm going to yes. see it because yeah. we've, we've been so on... Good. We've been on what is it called, Mother of Dragons? No, uh, the new yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones show. I can't pull it. I can't remember what it's called. We've been watching that, and uh-huh. I cannot wait for Handmaid's Tale to come out. I know the last final season. Um, it gives me a little bit of anxiety though, because with Roe versus Wade overturned, like oh, literally, yeah. that's yeah, we're like, heading in that direction. Yeah, we're feeling it for sure. It's gonna be emotional to watch it. Yeah, because then I'm like, we already can't don't yeah. have abortion rates in Arizona and watching that is a little I'm like <laughs> I know the one thing that I was proud that Arizona vetoed that SB what is it where you can't record the police oh yeah, yeah. but so we didn't veto it well, it was through the Supreme yeah, Court yeah it's yeah so oh yeah the eight feet of recording of police officers yeah because it was so vague anyways mm. it, all this shit is vague you know anything yeah. that has to do with that kind of stuff they always make it vague but yeah i'm glad that it got overturned and mm. they appealed it so yeah. good good for that um if anybody is interesting interested tomorrow which is thursday at five o'clock in the afternoon at cobalt What's bar Co- it's like a bar it's called Cobalt in downtown. Um, Julie's going to be on a debate. On Do you know what the cross, ro- cross streets are? Um, yes, I can find them. I'll find out what it is. But there's a live debate on PBS, and it airs at 5 o'clock in the afternoon tomorrow. So we're going to have a watch party for anybody that wants to go. Can you post a link to your Instagram if somebody wants to see it? 
I don't know the link. I think it's on PBS YouTube, but okay. it's going to be live like on channel eight is oh, PBS okay. eight. Yes. Uh-huh. It'll be live. But okay. we're when it goes live on TV You'll at five, we're going to go to Cobalt and watch it. We got like oh, a projector so and we're going like to stream a, it like a watch watching party. party. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, because the podcast comes out at six in the morning. So you guys have plenty of time to prepare. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of time to prepare. You can come say hey to me. Okay. You can meet your future Maricopa County attorney <laughs> that believes your body, your choice. Yes. <laughs> Um, it is 3110 North Central Avenue. So what? So 31 Thomas be between Sish? Thomas and Andrew School, I think. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's going to be at tomorrow from 5 to 6. We're oh, all going to be there. I can walk. <laughs> you can walk over there. Are you though? No. You don't even go to yoga. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Are you really going to walk? No. Some, I do get some exercise. Okay, so like when Kyrie's at soccer practice, normally it's an hour and a half. I walk the whole time. Except for the last the last practice, I was in a meeting. So and you know what? I cannot walk. I hate walking. I love walking. It's, well, it's peaceful. Plus what I've, I've been doing, I've been on this like reading, book reading kick. Right now I'm reading Start With Why. It's really good, actually. It talks about like when you start in a business, like you need to always hold on to your why. And that's an, a, a thing that like if you are starting your own business, if you're a small entrepreneur, like I highly suggest reading like leadership books. But Start With Why is a really good one to start with because it talks about all the big corporations that started with why or that started with something else, like another motivation, you know, like right. whether like making money or whatever. And so if you start with your why you're doing what you're doing, that you'll never lose focus and you'll be successful. So I'm actually... I, ha- I bought the book, but I'm doing both um, audiobook and I'm reading it at the same time because I do have dyslexia. And so it tends to help me if I'm doing both at the same time. I'll retain the information a lot more. And then I also read this month. So this is my second book this month. I read um, The Power of One More. Oh, my God. That was such a good book. It, it's a total like leadership book. That's awesome. Yeah, the power, the uh, start with why. And it's funny because yesterday... One of the guys that I work with um, in my side hustle, he was like saying, you need to talk to your people because you're their leader. I said, I'm not their leader. I lead them. And then he's like, what? And I said, so because that book says that a leader is made by a leader is what people consider by title. You know, like my boss is a leader, but only by title doesn't mean that he knows how to lead Lead people. people. And so I'm like, I'm not their leader. I I lead them. And then he's like, whatever. Oh, my God. Stop reading (laughs) those books. Speaking of books, that's so funny. I am uh, reading a book, too. Um, I've already read this book, but I actually joined a book club on the same book. It's called We Do This Till We Free Us. Um, Mass Liberation has actually an active book club going on right now with this. So that's why I signed up for it again, because... And rereading it with them because we have open discussions about it. Mm. So basically what this book is, and I'm going to read what the back says. It says, what if social transformation and liberation are not about waiting for someone else to come along and save us? What if ordinary people have the power to collectively free ourselves? In this timely collection of essays and interviews, Miriam Kaba reflects on the deep work of abolition, abolition and transformative political struggle. So basically, the book talks about a whole bunch of people, and um, it's an abolitionist book. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with what that means, but it's yeah. a great it's a great book on what it is, why it does work, and 
on the front it says abolitionist organizing and transforming justice so Miriam Kava is the author of the book and she is an organizer educator and curator who is active in movements for racial gender and transformative justice she is the founder and director of project NIA an abolitionist organization with a vision to end youth incarceration. So they talk a lot about the school to prison pipeline yeah. in this book too. Oh, I'm going to get it. Cause I've been, you know, it's funny that yesterday, yeah, I was scrolling. So I have a friend that's native, um, on my Facebook and he's always posting stuff like that, you know, because he's very, you know, all about the change. And so he posted something where someone explained racism in this way. He said, Let's just say there's a guy who built a, uh, who is very racist, no, who is prejudiced against uh, handicapped people. So he built a hotel and he doesn't have any ramps, he doesn't have any way, no elevators, no, nothing that would, would help, uh, that would accommodate yeah. uh, someone who's handicapped. And so he runs this hotel for years and years and years. Um, and then eventually he sells it. The new owner, takes over the hotel. He has no problem with people who are handicapped. He has no problem if they come to his hotel. He loves them, treats them just the same. However, the hotel's already, it's already been built to not allow handicapped people. Yes. And so that's our racial system. You know, like, our, maybe, and, and that's like, a, I feel like a lot of white people get upset that they, they don't want to take on the responsibility of their ancestors. Fine, you don't have to. But you have to recognize that they built a system that doesn't allow for, for black and brown people to thrive. And, and indigenous so, people. Yes. And so in, in order for that to change, you have to recognize it, accept it, and change it. Like, now you have to build the ramps. Now you have to put in the elevators. Like, now you have to make those changes because the system doesn't allow, even if you have no problem with with the community, even if you have no problem with black, indigenous, brown, you still are, you have to recognize that the system was built to keep them out. Well, and then one, I have a, a really good friend. His name is Bruce Franks. Y'all should follow him on Twitter. He's amazing. He used to be a state rep in Missouri, and he was one of the 10 Black Lives Matter protesters that were falsely charged, and they got all gang charges. They were facing 60 to 90 years in prison on all fake stuff. Yeah, so, so anyways... But what he one of the speeches when I've heard him speak, he says one of these one of these things too, right? That our structure, like you said, was built like that and it's flawed. You whenever you go and buy a house, if the foundation is messed up, sometimes you have to build down, take it all yeah, down, tear it and all down and start it. again. There yeah. is no way of fixing a foundation that's cracked. You can't do that. And as I've been reading more like books like this, talking to him and getting myself into more of these spaces that do abolish this work, like that's basically what it is. And it also is really hard because it talks about not throwing people away. That like you can't just say, you know, you did this, so screw you, go off and no, you know, be yeah. away. Like the council culture society that we have right now. Yes, council mm-hmm. culture. They're totally against that mm-hmm. because they're like, if you're not providing the resources or the services yeah. to begin with, then you can't expect how do you to, restore them? Yeah, you can't expect them to be successful if you're not giving them the tools. And then how do they, if they figure out some tools or as things progress and change, how do they get back into that system? And it, you can't. It's hard. It, it's really it's, hard, and, and it's and it's awesome, but the research says that this 
does work. I mean, we look at the Black Panthers, and if nobody knows about the Black Panthers, you should do your research on them. But did they you know worked. they started Wick? Oh, the Black Panthers started yes. Wick. I had yes. no idea they did. Neither did I. How did you find that I out? I read it somewhere. I've been reading so much. But yeah, they started with. See? But okay, that's a perfect example mm-hmm. of that. They survived and they were doing fine yeah. with no policing, just community yeah. people. Yeah, they were, taking care resources. Them, they were taking care of yes, themselves. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, the data, it's there. It's just that society has taught us these things because of the structural racism and I mean, this is a whole other topic too, but but I think we need to be aware because we all know as Latinas, and and this is something that I've been having to deal with a lot lately. So I started this business, right? And most of everything that I'm into is male dominant. You know, I'm a paralegal, so the legal system, it's male dominant. Like a lot of the things that I do are male dominated. And so when, um, I have my business meetings with my mentor. I was telling him, I said, look, I've, I'm, I'm built to fight because my dad used to always tell me like, cause my dad was always, a, you know, his own boss. He always had his own business going and he would always tell me like, not only are you, are you uh, a Mexican, woman? but you're also a woman <laughs> yep. and you're going to be fighting against all that, all that your whole life. You're going to have to prove yourself. You're going to have to work double as hard, you know? And I feel like it's the system that we're entering into that's built that way. And so you it know you feel it. It was all built by white yeah. male. Mm-hmm. To, for white males to succeed. Yes. <laughs> and so it is, we know it. And sometimes it's easier for us to ignore it and just like hustle. Oh, well, I'll just hustle. And my customers are Latinos. And like, sure. But it shouldn't be that way. Like, we should be able to break through any industry just like a white male does. Like, most of those big corporations, big companies are started by a 32-year-old white dude in his garage. But not because he hustled, but because his parents gave him all the opportunities. Yeah, the generational wealth. Yeah, the generational wealth. It would be great if I had generational wealth, too. But my land got taken from my ancestors, so of course I have no generational wealth. Yeah. (laughs) So So, I think it's, it's important for us to not ignore and it's important for us to even if you don't have it in you to be an you know activist or an advocate like you do have it in you to bring awareness and to or like share it, upon yeah. it so you can be like and and that's what i tell people right like i'm loud i'm passionate in what i do whatever however i'm not asking you to be the same way yeah. but i'm what i am asking you to do is for you to listen and do your own research yeah. that's all i'm asking you mm-hmm. look at the data look at the stuff that's yeah. been going on that's all i ask for so we don't end up like the handsmaid's tale i mean we're already halfway there yeah i mean but i'll be damned if somebody takes my kid oh yeah <laughs> me too uh-uh. i'm going down guns blazing for real yeah exactly yeah. but yeah that's a great book too um if anybody wants the link to join the book club on this specific book i can show it to you guys we've only met once we think I, I think we have like five more the next one is in a few weeks but it's an awesome book and it's a great group of people they're called it's a nonprofit called mass liberation and actually mass liberation with the help of Julie and like a whole bunch of other people and organizations and the pressure that they did were able to get the charges dropped on all the the protesters and all mm-hmm. the protesters yeah and also if you have any books that you want to recommend like I'm li- like right now in the state of of my life that I am right now I'm like a learn mode like I want to learn I want to hear people out I want to hear what people are doing I want to read books and I want to just 
grow. And so if you have any recommendations for books, like send me a DM or Sophia and we'll post them. We'll post them on our Instagram so that, you know, if you guys want to like, you know, make a comment on whatever you're reading and why, what it's doing to you or what you learned from a recent book that you've read, that would be great too. Like we'll definitely share it. Yeah, that would be great. Awesome. <laughs> and with that, you can pull out your little book. It's going to be now Thursday and happy Thursday, Thursday. See y'all at Cobalt. So with that, we're going to go ahead and close this episode. We thank you very much for listening. And we definitely want to hear from you. So if you want to check us out on Instagram, Claudia Loving Life, or you can follow us on Latina underscore UK. And Sofia, what's your handle? My handle is Soy Sofia Alexis. Soy like soy sauce and Sofia with the PH. Do not get it confused with the F. <laughs> and we also want to thank Las Calacas yes, for thank you. the intro. So if you want to hear more music from Las Calacas or you want to know who they are, please follow their uh, link. They will put them on our bio. And don't forget to listen to us. We'll be here every single Thursday with a new episode. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.